You should review movies. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've okay. had a couple, so. Movie review. All right, welcome to Six Pack Cinema, a podcast where we drink beers and talk movies. This week, we're talking men versus women, libbers versus lobbers, male chauvinists versus feminists. We're talking battle of the sexes. Joined by my co-host, Sheehan, and my boy, Jimmy. How you doing, guys? Yeah, I'm worried about your audio. I'm worried about your audio peaking right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I coached him. I was like, you got to get bring the energy, bring it, man. I put my. I want to get some life into that back. intro. Like it's on the back of my desk, behind some things, trying to like not peak as much this week. I'm terrified. I'm cheering. I'm cheering him on. Up. Jimmy's like cringing. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start with our snap impressions. Jimmy, what do you got? This movie had as you got a face full of food. This movie had no idea what it wanted to be. Was it an artsy fartsy movie? Was it an uh, equal rights movie? Was it an underdog story? It was nothing. I, I went in thinking it was going to be a fun, cute, uplifting story that's going to give me chills. Did literally nothing for me. The only scenes that were good were when Steve Crow was in it, and that's not a knock on Emma Stone because she acted her ass off. And was really good, but the story and the writing, they they it was spread so thin where I was like, what are what are they trying to teach us or tell us? And I think there's so much they should have told us, but they did a bad job. No, I I, I walked away unsatisfied. Right. Fair, fair. All right, Shane, what do you got? Uh this was a movie that did not need to be made. Period. <laughs> it didn't do anybody any favors. It didn't help out Billie Jean King. It didn't help out tennis or women or equality. The only person did help out is, you know this guy, Bobby Riggs? I didn't know he was before this. He's a <laughs> fucking man. He's awesome. Right? Yeah, uh, definitely. It did, I mean, Billie Jean King, I always, before this, I always thought, oh, yeah, she's the girl who did the, uh, you know, the tennis, and she was, you know, yada, yada, yada. She was good. She was good for women. She sucked. She was a bad person, <laughs> and she was an asshole. Like, I, I don't like her at all. I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you both. I didn't come out liking Billie Jean King at all. Definitely a fan of Riggs now. But I, I think you're right, Jimmy. It was just spread too thin. I liked about half the stuff in the movie and felt like if they took out the romance stuff and used that to build up the sports aspect more, you'd have a solid sports film. But right now, it just keeps flip-flopping back and forth between trying to be this LGBT coming-out story and the sports film, and because it's trying to do a good job servicing both, it doesn't do a good job servicing either. Yeah, and it spread itself too thin. It was like, let's, Billy Jean King was dealing with so much shit at the time, let's tell the full story. They should have left the, the, the love triangle stuff out of it. Like, did you guys get chills when she won? No, not at all. And that, that's a great segue into our deep dive, because they didn't try and tell the story the whole time, the, the true story. Because they crammed in stuff from like a decade worth of her life into this one year. She dealt with her sexuality like five years, six years earlier than this actually happened. Oh, really? Yeah, I was reading today. I do some prep sometimes. And apparently like it was in 66, 67 that she realized she was gay and started having like secret affairs. But the tournament uh, wasn't, or the match wasn't until 70 or 71. So, so she was having affairs for like five years. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, good, I, good I think they, like, at that point she realized she was gay and it just wasn't accepted, so her and her husband had an open relationship, because mm-hmm. they still had a great relationship the rest of their lives, but they literally added it in just for drama. It wasn't a focal point during this time of her life, which drove me nuts when I found that out. They wanted it to be more a biopic than um, just a a moment in time. And it should have just been about the thing. But also, nothing pulled at me at all. So I I thought it was just going to be funny. And it wasn't. Steve Carell made me laugh twice. And it wasn't funny. That's it? Yeah. Him playing tennis, holding dogs was hilarious. And there's yeah. I watch <laughs> putting chairs out I there. I watch interviews. <laughs> I watch interviews with Billy Riggs. There's an e, ESPN classic, like they have it on YouTube, like ten minutes long. He was hilarious. There's just a whole segment of him making bets with everyone he comes across, and then they show him playing tennis with chairs all over the court against someone, and it was all for money. So he was actually yep. a funny dude. Oh, that's awesome. You got you got to send me that. You got to send me that all interview. Right. I was also. Yeah, la- la- Laugh out loud funny, him talking about uh, their bad gamblers and Gambling Anonymous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was cracking up in that yeah. scene when he's like, you guys are just mm-hmm. bad gamblers. Who wants to play? You need, we need to make you better. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say, Jimmy? That I liked, the only thing I liked was that they did make a point to say Billy Riggs wasn't actually chauvinistic or an asshole. He was not, like they could have made him the heel which I think in real life, like back in 71, they made him the heel. But in this movie, they shed light that he was just a character in on the bit, playing it up. He wasn't actually the bad guy. And that they, the announcer dude, that would, and she even broke it down where she was like, Billy Riggs is joking. You're an actual asshole. Yeah. That was a cool little yeah, you they, aspect of the story where they didn't tarnish. Yeah, I, I, in my notes, I had said, um, I wish they had touched on it more, but at the end, during the title cards and all that, they mentioned a little bit, but I wish they would have touched on Billy Riggs and uh, King's friendship, because apparently they're friends from before this, and they're lifelong friends after. That's right. The the real uh, press conference with them is pretty funny, and she's like much more lighthearted and joking. And they tried to play it off like this was she was like training her ass off and much more serious in the movie, which she could have trained. But she was a little more jovial in the press conference clips, the real ones that I listened to. And uh, mm-hmm. the other thing is Billy Riggs was a lob tennis player. Is that even a thing anymore? I don't follow tennis, Mike. Like, oh, like, no, not uh, at all. That, that's yeah, that. like that sounds that's like an underhand pitcher. Yeah, that sounds like what an old man would do. Well, he was old. but uh, Yeah. And you know they, yeah. they they try to make it out to be this this big thing of men versus women, but I mean even in the movie they showed that he was a fifty five year old man who was out of, basically retired from professional uh, uh, tennis, and he was popping pills. He was doing like he was doing like junk science. Uh, he wasn't training very hard. The first game he was he trained like he had that stupid like running suit and stuff, trying mm-hmm. to get shape. He didn't do any of that for this, and it was still a tight game. So the number one in the world for for women faces an old, out of shape, pill popping man, and he still almost beat her. He's not well, doing you any well, favors. It, I think that wasn't accurate because in the real match, I think she pretty much blew him away the whole time. I'm not sure, but really? they did make a point where she was like, "I'm not trying to say women are better. I'm just trying to say that women aren't a joke." And if he beats Maggie Court and then he beats her, 
it's so hard to say. It's so easy to say women are a joke if 55-year-old out-of-shape dude can beat her. So at least we have to prove we can beat that. Like, I don't think they ever intended to say we can hang with the number best in the world. But, but. No. But if a. No, they, they were trying to say we're yeah. people too. But, and, and they kind of yeah. did that. But I don't know. It, it, there was, like, if, if they had honed in on just one part of it, I think the equality and the tennis match and took out all the relationship stuff, it would have been a more tight-knit, better movie. Yep. Yeah. For sure. And one of the biggest missed opportunities for this, because, as you know, especially in movies, um, pay equality is a huge deal right now. Mm -hmm. They had a chance to rewrite history to a sense, because if you make a movie about a historic event, people are going to believe that story as opposed to the real story. (laughs) So if they, like, just went along the party line of, like, oh, hey, women triumphantly beat the man. Like, they could have got away with something there. But they went into the 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 weeds, and they they told the full story and made made it actually look a lot worse than it sounded to be at first. So missed opportunity on their part. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, supporting cast? I have uh, some winners and losers. Sarah Silverman, huge winner. Oh yeah. Um, what did she? My note on her is she stole every scene she was in. I felt. And like. I am predisposed yep. to hate Sarah Silverman. I've never really been a fan. And even even I was like, actually, she's a good part of this movie. So, because she wasn't doing her stick, she was just doing. She was being a real actress for the first time in her life. I, I agree. Like. She, she was. Yeah, the few times when she actually acts, I feel like this. She was great, but her stick gets annoying real quick. Yep. Next winner was uh, Bill Pullman. He <laughs> nice. he could sit there at a table eating meatloaf, and I'll be enthralled. This is is, okay. this, is this his last I, uh, movie? Didn't he die? Is it? Oh shit! Yeah, he did. Wait, he's dead? Yeah, he died. I totally, I totally forgot about that. I need to Google this right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. What? There's no yeah. way he's dead. No, you're thinking of Bill Paxton. Sure am. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Oh, you alive. got me. You got me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was so on board. I was like, oh yeah, shit, he died. Bill Pullman's like, filming no way movies. The president right now. from Independence Day died, and I didn't hear about it. I'd be watching that speech on repeat all day, crying my eyes out. <laughs> I thought he was dead. I was like, that's a tough last role in life. <laughs> no. Cut it out. Cut that. We're, we're fine. <laughs> no, it needs to stay in, and you guys need to feel the shame of being idiots. I just hopped right on there thinking, yeah, yeah, he's dead. Absolutely. Well, cool, because I love his voice. I don't know what makes it cool, but he's got a cool voice. Like I said, like I said, he could do anything and I'll be completely entertained by him. The sad part is that hit me more emotionally than the whole movie did. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's real life. Yeah. All right. uh, Biggest loser of this movie for me, hands down, without a doubt, uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah, what the fuck was he doing? (laughs) No idea. He had like maybe two lines. He was just a guy handing pills over. He was a great comedian. He was... He was great. Now he's just like a. What does he do now? Besides he's a, these he's a glorified prop. I don't know what he does now. Uh, is, is Portlandia done? I don't know. I, I, no I, I bet this I movie. Like I bet this movie has an actual funny version where like there's a lot more comedy, and he's got two awesome scenes. But they just cut, they Probably. just cut him because they oh, didn't yeah. want to go full comedy. In like a year and a half, I'll watch those on YouTube and be like, oh, all right, nice. Mm-hmm. And the second biggest loser is uh. Natalie Morales. Oh yeah, the girl who played Rosie. Uh-huh. Yeah, she right. sucked. She she was a doorknob, especially uh, at the end where, where she was doing the commentating. 
just yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I know her from. Parks and Rec. She was Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. She was yep. that. She was Aziz's girlfriend that just disappeared in between seasons, right? Yep. Uh huh. I think her name was Lucy. Uh, they, I, I, was. you know, who I'd add to that losers list though, but not because he didn't, he wasn't amazing, is Corell. I felt like he was not in it enough. Disagree. He he stole the whole movie. He was Without in, him, this movie sucks. When, like yeah. I said, he stole every scene he's in. Well, he didn't steal every scene because that went to Silverman. But he was the best part of all his scenes. But I felt like for the first three quarters of the movie, he was in two scenes. And then at the end, they kind of looped him back in. I felt like we needed more of his side of the story intertwining with hers. Nah, they couldn't put him in anymore because if, if they did put him in like a single scene more... People have been like, God damn, this Steve Carell movie was great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's supposed to be a Billie Jean King movie. Well, you know? yeah, but I want the Steve Carell movie. Well, no, we all did. We all did, for sure. But no, he, he is a strong winner, for sure. Yeah. Fake teeth and all. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times you can, you can see, like, when I saw Emma Stone acting, I was like, oh, well, there's the girl, La La Land, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell, usually I would think, oh, well, Michael Scott. Mm-hmm didn't see it at all this time i was like oh bobby riggs he sold bobby riggs to me he didn't he he was not michael scott he was not steve carell he sold me on this guy bobby riggs yeah you just kind of like made me think like oh yeah i saw him as bobby riggs the fake teeth Mm -hmm. the out of shapeness a weird voice he was doing in every scene where he's just putting on an act like weird (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that was great did you guys see fox catcher a couple years ago when that came out i've seen the documentary of the real story but him how oh boy how he how he looks in uh, how he looks in Foxcatcher. I didn't want to watch it. I'm going through all of uh, so you know the redhead in the movie, the, her love triangle. New segment where you just find the one actress you're in love with and go through pictures while we were recording. No, 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 not not in love with her. But um, yeah, I'm just scrub. I'm just scrolling through all of her. I just Google image her and I'm just looking through all of her pictures. And, and not creepy at all it is it is not as good as the girl from the last movie we did. okay oh. each week we have to pick a different girl for you to scroll through on i thought i knew her from friday night lights but she's not from friday night lights i know her from bloodline she plays like the druggy sister on bloodline did you watch that show on netflix at all no. i watched half the first season and then gave up oh well I thought she was good. Oh, you know what I liked about this movie? The soundtrack. They played uh, yeah. Crimson and Clover. It was an expensive soundtrack. Crimson and Clover yeah. over and over for the dance party scene. I thought that worked really well. Rocket Man while they were driving. I mean, that's oh, the most yeah. common mm-hmm. song ever. It's always going to be good. But I thought, it, I thought it worked pretty well. The music was good. Anytime Crimson and Clover comes on, uh, I get real giddy. What a, that's, like one, that's one of my few like party songs. What a mood setter <laughs> that is. I don't even get it. Right? Yeah. It's it's a low key amazing song, and when he starts like when the singers are slap flap with his throat like like oh I love it wait like, it's, what what was that one more time Shane <laughs> yeah you know that thing I just sounded like your Seminoles there that that was offensive <laughs> hey fuck you um what did you guys think of the actual final match that they showed they they filmed it cool in what, in, in what way are you asking like what like how they filmed it or, or the yeah, build up to it? The how they filmed it. We can talk about the build up after, but I, I was curious what you guys thought because I feel like tennis is a really hard sport to make entertaining in a movie. So Jimmy, what you you're, you're the cinematography guy. 
I thought they did a great job. Those wide angle shots make you, because they were trying to show how she worked him like an old man. So by going wide mm -hmm. and one takes of each set, perfect. I, I, I thought it was filmed pretty well. Cuts would have been jarring and like too intense for what it was. They yep. kind of mm -hmm. gave you the vibe of of how it was going it was down. A, it was a it was a lob tennis. If it was like Serena Williams, that we did a story. It looked it, like it, a it girl playing sense. against her dad, and her dad yeah. was just trying to trick her, and she was like, "Nah, you're old." <laughs> <clears throat> I thought I thought it was really well done with the build up. Um, you know, all the pageantry beforehand. They had like the the stupid actually one thing that would bother me, the way she was going about being professional and like not giving into like the stupid like girl thing. Billie Jean letting herself being carried in on a float like that seemed wrong. It's it's yeah. accurate to historical but but like it just seemed didn't go with, with the, the mood of the character at the time. That's why um, I think in real life, it wasn't as serious for her as yeah. they tried to make it out into this movie because, her, like I said, the press conference was more jovial. She went along and got carried in like a queen. I think this was fun for Billie Jean King. Like, I'm sure she wanted to win. She wanted to make sure she beat him. But yeah. I don't think it was like, I must win for all of womankind the way the movie mm -hmm. made it out. Like, she's just training her ass off nonstop. I don't think it was like, I have no idea. But no, I feel sorry. like the movie tried to make it more serious than what it was in real life. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. 100% movie made it more real. Yep. Jimmy's yep. our expert on Damn. it. Damn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went back and watched the footage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my, my other complaint was uh, the ending after the match. Mm -hmm. It. What, one of my biggest pet peeves was, was it Priscilla, the, the wife? How the fuck did she get from up the top of the rafters down to the locker room? Secret I assume she just did went through. Catch like, that? I don't think it was instantaneous. Like everyone was out uh, there he was still, celebrating. He was, he was he was still sweaty, um, and you can't just go through the locker room if you're just if you're in the rafters. Still sweaty. What do you expect him to dry up in five minutes? I'm sweaty for like an hour. <laughs> like yeah, valid. <laughs> I I but still you. How many how many arenas have you been to that you can just like, oh well I'm just going to mosey on to the locker room right now, no one bother me. It's like when Peyton Manning was at the, the Super Bowl in two thousand twelve and in in Indianapolis, but he was never seen on camera once and they asked him where he was and he's like, I know my way around this stadium. There's there's parts you don't know about. She probably just jumped in a butler little tunnel, went right down to him. <laughs> a butler yeah, tunnel? The Astrodome has a butler tunnel. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. The gambling. I liked that there was a big part in the beginning, and then they kind of turned it into just regular hustling at the end. I, I yep. didn't know how I really felt about that, because I don't know if you guys know the theory out there that he purposely threw the match so that he could make money to pay the mob. Well, no, he, he, he bet $15,000 on himself. To but win. in a very public bet, he did that. But there's theory... No, that was a, that was a, that, that was a phone call there's, there's, on, off the side. There's an ESPN documentary on it. Where there's, okay. there's other stuff out there, I'll try and find it and send it to you, that he placed larger incognito bets on himself to lose so that he could pay off the mob. Alright, well that, that was a failure on the movie maker's part because that was a private phone call that he did that on. But yeah, I so, I liked so that in another, the beginning. He had, he had the gambling problem and then around the time that they were gearing up for the match, it just turned into him hustling people. Unless him being addicted to gambling. I didn't like that. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, J- Jimmy, I-, I can see your your screen flashing in your face, so I know you're scrolling <laughs> pictures the entire time. No, I'm I'm over her. She I I I emailed you guys a picture. This is the last straw. Oh, I can't look anymore. Well, off okay. to my she, hold, she 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 doesn't hold a candle to oh, Tatiana. Fuck. Blah blah blah. What's but, wrong with um, her? Oh uh, man, it's a weird picture. Got a lot of weird makeup on. She's got like bright bright pink lipstick. Dude, you hit reply, not reply all. Oh, I do that. <laughs> you jerk. You're lucky. You, you don't want to see this. I'm, I'm missing out. Gotcha. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Anyway, this is this is great radio, but this is, <laughs> this is fucking terrifying. I don't know. I mean, so let's go to our ratings, our scores, because I got not much else to say about it. Do you? Oh, I I got something else to talk about. Okay. Um, the uh, the the son le- bailing on him last ah. second. What was what, what was your thought on that? That was my only note in my movie theater. I was taking notes on this movie, like I did the last two. And at some point, I just stopped taking notes because I was like, "Not much is worth writing down." Yeah. And then my it. so like my only note is, "Why did the son not watch?" They didn't give us like any indication why that was. I, I mean, obviously because he he's not proud of his father and doesn't want to be part of the charade is what I would guess. But they didn't do a good enough job making even subtly making sure that we knew that was why. Because he still yeah. he still watched it from the hotel room. I, th- which is I think there's move. a cut plot line somewhere. And you see, you get a little bit of it in the movie, but I think there's a cut plot line where he was proud of his dad actually training for the match against Court and then blowing this one off and treating it like a joke. He lost a little bit of respect. He had gotten back for his dad. And I think, I don't know the history of Bobby Riggs, but I, I, would, I would be willing to bet gambling be willing to bet that he um that's how his career ended like he just gave up and like didn't take care of himself yeah so and, and also uh he's got an ex-wife out there somewhere that belongs to this kid i'm sure she's he's disappointed many times before mm-hmm. I, I think i think he was just disappointed his father didn't take it his comeback as seriously as his son had hoped but they did a horseshit job of touching on that he was a cool dad to his new son though like them playing the lava game that's cool Oh, that was a funny scene. Yeah, but you can be a you, can, you can be a cool six year old, but I mean, you still have to be a dad. Yeah, that, I like that line he actually said to uh, to his wife, where she's like, "You're a child, not a husband." He's, and he's and he said, "Well, you're good with children." Yeah, I like that too. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was that was good. Great line. Yeah. I'm gonna use that later. All right, let's move on to our ratings. For those of you listening who don't know how we rate things, we rate things on a three prong scale. Our critic score, which is looking at it as a reviewer would. Our popcorn score, which is entertainment. Would you watch this again if it popped up on TBS? And our pairings, what would you drink with if you are going to rewatch it? Throw it off to you, Jimmy. Take us away. Critic score. 72. Yeah. Because I don't think they... It was not tied together well enough. It wasn't cohesive, but there are aspects that were good for sure. Popcorn score, what did I give stronger? Three out of five? I think it's the same thing. Yep. There's bits of humor. This one wasn't as sad. Two is a three. It's a three out of five for popcorn. All right. And what would you drink with it? Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just right. Sheehan. Uh, critic rating, I'm going to give it a, um, 
I want to do it lower. My my hard fast rule is that if it's a true story, I I give it a C at, at worst because it's good enough to make a movie. It's good enough to be a good story. I'm gonna go seventy. I I it's a little bit. They 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 fucked it up. Whenever they could, they had a chance. They they fucked it up. It wasn't good. It, it's it left you. <laughs> you walked out of the theater thinking, "Damn, I wish Bobby Riggs won," which was not what you what you wanted to do. They they wanted to be for women's equality, all that yada yada stuff, which I agree with. You know, women should be paid equally, but it didn't it didn't sell me on it, which is what the purpose of that whole battle of sexes was. So I'm gonna give him a failure on that, but I'm still gonna give him a generous seventy. Popcorns, two and a half. Take it, leave it. I don't care. If I see it again on TV, the only way to stay on TV is if nothing else is on. So two and a half points, or, uh, two and a half popcorns. Uh, what I'm drinking with it, um, I'm going to do a nice tall glass of Cabernet while smoking a Virginia Slim. Ooh, <laughs> sponsored by. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag sponsor. All right. Critic score, I agree with you both. It, it's a true story, so it deserves to be told, I think. But they just fucked up telling it. So for that, I'm going to give it a 70. It was just too spread out. They couldn't figure out which part of the story they wanted to actually tell and they ended up telling none of it well. I retract my 72 and go down to a 70. I don't want to be the guy who liked the movie the most. (laughs) No, it's already on record. You love this movie. That's bullshit. Yeah, you liked it the most out of all of us. It sucks. (laughs) <laughs> Entertainment. I'm going with you, Shane. It's it's a two point five. I didn't hate it. If nothing else is on and it's on the TV, I'd probably turn it on for background noise. But I would never tell someone, "Oh, hey, you gotta watch this." And what I'm drinking while I'm watching it though is a Heineken because that's the current sponsor of the U.S. Open. Well, oh, right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our recommendations for this week. Sheehan, what do you got? I got a fancy old movie I, I that came up to me on my time hop. Um, about eight years ago, I was sitting uh, in my living room in, in Malden, Massachusetts, doing a little side project. About 2 a.m., this movie came on called The Damned United, and I didn't get anything done until 4 a.m. I just got sucked into this movie so hard, and I'll I'll, sh- I'll send you guys the the trailer for it. Basically, it's a um, it's like what Moneyball should have been, but for soccer and had nothing to do with statistics. It was a, a down and out soccer club in in uh, in your in England, I think it is, and it's the the coach's vendetta against a, a actual successful coach to like turn the tables around. It Michael Sheen starts stars in it, and it is. I don't think I've ever been so entertained by a movie I'd never heard of, to be honest. So, check that guy out. What's it called? The the Damned United. All right, cool. Strong strong recommend. Interesting. All right, nice. Jimmy, what do you got? I haven't been watching. I didn't watch a lot of stuff this week, so I'm just gonna go to an old movie that's great that I'm thinking of in my head right now. <laughs> uh, that I oh oh go with this in Bruges, Colin. Uh, Colin Farrell. Nice. Solid have you guys seen that? Love that movie. Yeah. Shane, you never seen I it? I love that one. Never heard of it. You need to watch it. It's it's nope. It's very, very good. In, In Bruges. Bruges. Yeah. There's an S at the end. Colin Farrell and that Irish actor, the big fat Irish actor, that's you you'd know him. His name uh, Pat. Patrick Gleason. Yeah. He's Pat- the Gleason brothers' dad. Yes. 
Excuse me. I don't know. I, I have no idea how to spell in Bruges. B R U G E S. In Bruges. Okay. It's the city in yeah. Europe. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're hitmen. Something went wrong. Their boss tells them to go to Bruges to hide out for a little bit. It's so weird. It, it, it's kind of like Battle of the Sexes, where it has no idea what it is. Is it a comedy? Is it a dark comedy? Is it a serious drama? Is it. Uh, I disagree buddy, buddy with cop movie because it's but it but it goes perfectly. Yeah, it's just a fantastic dark comedy. It knew what it wanted to be. It's a crazy comedy. It's a little like, more than movie. it's a little more than just a comedy. There's like some serious good like life stuff in it as well. Yeah, that's true. And you'll cry. There's scenes that'll make you cry too. Love that. Love it. Oh yeah. Did you ever see Seven Psychopaths? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That doesn't. That's not nearly as good as in Bruges. Well, no, but it's a similar tone. I was going to tell him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. My well, I got a two-parter this week for my recommendation. The first is because I'm super late to the boat. Atlanta. I binge watched the entire thing this weekend. That's a good fucking show. Really? If you guys have Hulu, it's all on there. Go check it out. For those listening who haven't checked it out, it's. uh, How do you spell Atlanta? Blow me. Okay. <laughs> it's Donald Glover playing a rapper's manager, trying to make it, trying to get his cousin, who's the rapper, to make it, going through poverty, all that shit. Very good. I didn't do a good job selling it there, but it's worth checking <laughs> out. My second one is from Jimmy from a couple weeks ago. Glitch, so fucking good. I all week I was like, I gotta watch at least the first episode. I've been blowing it off, blowing it off. And then yesterday, while waiting for Curb to come on, I threw on the first episode and watched four straight hours of this. Didn't I still haven't watched the new episode of Curb yet because I just watched this till I fell asleep. I'm so invested in this stupid Australian TV show. I cannot wait for the new season to come out next month, and I'm still have this season to finish. Dude, dude, stop everything and watch Curb. That was a amazing first episode yeah that's no watch glitch that's uh i'm gonna watch curb and then finish out glitch tonight i think okay welcome to urana all right that's the town that's the name of the town in glitch it's so good <laughs> okay you, you need to get on the machine it's fucking awesome yes. i will and then and then if you're listening to this and you go watch glitch go listen to talking glitch which is my podcast where we talk about glitch no free We're ads. talking about the second seat Talking about the second season, though, which hasn't aired yet in the U.S. It's airing in Australia. I got copies of each episode, so we're doing it. Is this part of the, the, is this part of the John Boy Podcast Network or the uh, Half Glass Podcast Network? Because we don't cross-promote. We can, we can combine. Okay. We'll merge. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk merger. Yeah. No free ads, you dick. All right. <laughs> well, that, that's it for this week of Six Pack Cinema. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold up. Hold no, up. no. I, I need to talk about something else, okay? Okay. I, I'm not and tell them what yet. we're watching next week. Yeah. So, but first we're going to talk. Uh, I just did my trailer dump for Half Glass, halfglass.com. And I have never been so excited for this movie coming out called Suburbicon. Have Ooh, you guys yeah. seen the, the yeah. trailer? Brothers. That looks really good. Yeah. Have, have you ever been able to tell who wrote a movie quicker than, than this one in that trailer? Like, almost yeah. within 15 seconds, like, as, as soon as the music and the setting kicked in, I was you knew from the get-go. Yeah, but this is like what I think this is one of their darkest uh, comedies. I don't know how I feel about it though, because the ones they don't have a lot of faith in, they usually kick off to Clooney. 
They've written a few that he's really? directed, and they've all been kind of flops. Disagree on that one. Clooney <laughs> helped um, write it. Clooney, yeah, Clooney helped write it. But, I mean, it's got Matt Damon in it. I mean, oh, and Oscar it, Isaac. He's one of the maybe mm-hmm. four actors that, no matter what the movie is, no matter the reviews it gets, I'll go see anything with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> all right. Yep. So, I, I, don't, I don't want to, I just wanted to bring that out because I just... It's been in my mind the past two hours, and I just I can't stop talking. About okay, it. anything else? Matt you Damon, need to... mur- Matt Damon murdering people, and then sitting down for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, I just I could I need that. I need that in my life. I didn't know it, but I do. Yeah. Anyways, that's my thanks for indulging me on that one. <laughs> All right. With so that, what's happening next week, Dave? With that, that was that wraps up our episode of Six Pack Cinema. Talking Battle of the Sexes. Next week, we're going to be watching Blade Runner 2049. So be sure to check that out this weekend. If you haven't seen the original, definitely download the final cut version. I believe it's on iTunes and Amazon. So get that wherever you download movies. It's not like four hours long, is it? No, I think it's two hours, hour and a half. Good. Usually final cuts like 20 years afterwards are probably like four hours. No, they, they did a bunch of cuts of this movie to add in and then take out narration because it's a noir film and they cut out scenes and That's redid the weird. ending. Yeah. The final product is great. I'm excited. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Definitely need to get you guys thoughts on the final cut because you two haven't seen that yet. But with that, it's going to be nice. Kick it to the outro, Jimmy. Did you like the movie? So, did you like the movie? Did you like the movie, huh? <laughs> 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 Go home, folks. <laughs>